Mic check, one, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. You won't beef with the king. What is you going to do? T.I. was so amazing back in the day when I was back thugging. In, yeah. Mm. Okay, anyway. It was like, uh, uh, okay, never mind. I don't need to talk about another song. Um, And action. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Blood Sisters Podcast. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that... that Blood Sisters, the show where we sit in a wood paneled basement in Wisconsin and talk about creepy stuff together. I Let's am go. one half of Blood Sisters, Christina Mata, and I'm here with my other half, the Natasha Dark Lord. Ooh, I like that. How's I it going? Do. Dark Lord. I'm, I'm Dark good. Lord. I'm good. How you been, girlfriend? How's your week? Um, You know, uh, what was I even doing? Did I bring my coffee? Oh, thank God. That's that that defines my week. Mm. I'm like scatterbrained the whole the whole week. I feel you. I've been just work and then, you know, I get off of work and then I'm like scatterbrained mm. and working on making a clips yes. YouTube channel. So we're doing some fun stuff over on YouTube. If you listen to the show via mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts or um Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts know that you can also see our faces over on youtube so you can look us up blood sisters with a z and you'll um, see why we have faces built for radio that's right <laughs> we were just figuring out our placement camera placement so that you can't see the pores exactly um, so if you don't want to see this feel free to not tune in however you can go to youtube blood sisters with a z we also have created a clip channel uh, Mm -hmm. blood sisters clips and you can see shorter versions of our videos um nobody told me shit (laughs) i said i was gonna work on a highlight channel but as i was working on it i as i do i tend to just like go all out i'm like i'm gonna make another one another one so so what i did for the inauguration of the clips channel is i took our first episode from season three on um the haunted legends Uh uh (laughs) urban Urban legends legends in wisconsin and i i know right um like i said scatterbrained and i made those into seven clips Mm -hmm. like i divided it into seven sections like each of our urban legends and then like our intro and then um each day of the week we're gonna release a clip Christina, you, she be working so hard, y'all. I don't give her enough credit. Like this woman, <laughs> stop! Literally carries everything because I yeah. am like the only millennial who's like a baby boomer when it comes to a technology. Like I am so anti it. Any of my friends know my texting lifespan has a short, a limited, limited lifespan. I should say, like I, you can't keep my attention in texting. You have to pick up the phone and call me. So anything with technology, I am anti. We're working on. You know what's really crazy because. We're like opposites in that way because I hate talking on the phone, but I will text all day because for me, it takes less stress to like have to have a real conversation for you. It's the opposite. So I've actually called you a couple times and I'm like, what's gotten into me? I love it. I love it here. Like one day you sent me like an 18 page message and I was like, okay, girl, I'm almost at my limit. You need to call. (laughs) Yeah. You literally, you're like, I'm almost at my limit for the day with like the little emoji that's like sweating. And I'm like. I, I know that she's she's saying it very nicely, but Girl, call I know me. she's at her limit. So <laughs> do not okay, text we're gonna me. talk on the phone. <laughs> Makes it hard to date sidebar because men are just like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to talk to you. That's true. I want to text true. you. What you up to? Right. Yeah. yeah they just want to. Well, 
at the same time when you're texting i'm thinking about texting and dating right Mm -hmm. You could text with multiple people at the same time. Exactly. I actually had to tell a guy that I'm like, bro, take me out of the take me out of the loop because it would be like the same. Good morning, queen. And I'm like, bro, clearly you are texting that you're copy and pasting this to multiple women, sir. No, that is the worst when you can tell that it's something that someone sent to multiple people and they just copied and pasted it. I'm like, who do you think I am? Gosh, just one of your bitches. Mm. Hell no, get your heck out of here. <laughs> You're my bitch. That's not how this works. Oh gosh, we will go off on a tent. We're gonna have to start a separate podcast just talking about random things. But for today yeah. The Patreon. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. Patreon. The Patreon. We gotta have and do that. Um yeah. but you have enough on your plate doing reels and clips and stuff. Yeah, clips. We're Good actually going to start a TikTok uh, soon, and I'm going to be yeah. over that. Yeah. I can take over that Ooh. since you've been doing a lot. So. Ooh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go viral with you doing that. Yeah, girl, it's gonna be all naked nudes yeah. with blood. All right. Yay. Anywho, uh, <laughs> Christina, who are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Joanne Dennehy. Dennehy. She is a serial killer who um, ultimately killed three people mm-hmm. and uh attempted to kill two others absolutely she's a fellow 80s baby like us <laughs> yay so, so this case is fairly <laughs> recent uh she was born in 1982 and grew up near saint albans hertfordshire yeah hertfordshire 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 um, and it's said that she had like a pretty typical childhood she lived yeah. with her mom kathleen her father kevin her sister maria <clears throat> oh yeah before we keep going i voice. just want to say we are we're switching up our um we are switching up our oh. content a little bit we're gonna give it a try so usually we have it very structured where you know let's say i do the life uh natasha will do the crimes and then i'll do the trial and end of life and then the next episode will switch it where she'll do the life i'll do the you you know how it goes Mm -hmm. so we decided to switch it up a little bit i wasn't gonna tell y'all shit i was just gonna start talking yeah (laughs) they don't need to know our business but go ahead well (laughs) maybe we can get some feedback right we don't care what y'all think okay go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) i mean you know people kind of catch on because you know we're very structured Mm -hmm. but we're gonna try and just have a conversation we both did all the research we're going to have a conversation and just have it flow, see how it goes. If yeah. it doesn't work, we'll go back to the old way. No biggie. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's it. Just want to say we're trying something new. I can always cut that part out too. We don't want to tell anybody. You do your thing, boo thing. That's okay. why I love you. Okay. Now back to Joanna Dennehy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said her name right, right? I was I practicing so, yeah. how to say a Denny. I know. I saw Joanne and I saw Joanna. Yeah, I've been calling lot. her Joanne. Well, I said I've been calling her. Ooh, like I know this woman. <laughs> um, as I was going along with research, I start. I shortened it to Joanne, but I think that's because my mom's name is Joanne. So I have a love for Joannes, even the ones who kill people. Um, so like I said, Joanna had a fairly seen, a fairly normal childhood. Um, she grew up in a two parent household. She had a brother and a sister, correct? Yeah, and apparently, yeah. I think, I think, and apparently she was really close with her sister. Really and she close, was yeah. like seen as a bright schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother was a suit maker and her father worked in security. Uh, so she yeah. had like a humble, normal upbringing. And yeah. then those damn teenage years kicked in. Them dang teenage years, she started to experiment with drugs mm-hmm. in high school. Um, started going out with this guy named John Schreiner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was 15 and he was 20. So, 
Her parents clearly were like, girl, no. But as right. most rebellious teens, when she started to try to do more and when her parents try to keep her mm-hmm. confined and say, hey, maybe not to do this, that made her want to rebel even more. It makes you want to go all out. It's like, let me do the opposite of what you want. She probably just leaned right into it, I'm guessing. Yeah. But took it very far. <laughs> Almost too far. Because, I mean, we all have those like rebellious teen years. But although mine weren't really. T- well, yeah, never mind. I was a thug. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a thug. Yeah, I'll say every day. We'll be showing our 80s. Um, So then she ended up actually running away with John, mm-hmm. and they would go on to have two children and settle in Cambridge. Yep, they settled down. So I think at this point, John was probably settled. You know, he's mm-hmm. probably like, yeah, we had some wild years. I'm ready to chill, you know, raise the kids, yeah. have a job, you know, be a daddy. But our girl Joanne, she decided to continue on with her lifestyle. She continued to use drugs. She's drinking. Um, she started also cutting herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she would, I guess, use the substance use or substance abuse as an excuse for a lot of her behavior. Um, she would cheat on her husband also. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would take off for extended periods of time. Like completely abandoning her family. Mm-hmm. And and back to her cutting herself, like she would use knives and razors and blades and her entire stomach on one picture I seen, did you see it? I her entire so. belly was yeah. just carved up. Yeah. Yeah. Some people like you know, of course, you have the the usual places where mm-hmm. you might see people might see people cutting, but she used her stomach a lot. I know some people will like use their thigh. Leg. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, they'll try and do places where it might not be seen on an everyday basis. But yeah, her stomach was messed up. And at this time, she developed a random hatred of her mother, and she would often rant about her. I read like it kind of came out of nowhere. Because again, to everyone else, and I'll bring up her father too, but in the future, but. To everyone else, she seemed to have a good, decent childhood, but she something in her mind flipped, maybe a personality disorder, and she began hating her family. Yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. Now, we don't know, you know, we're, it says she had a normal childhood. Maybe something did happen. True. Maybe maybe something was kept hush-hush. Mm-hmm. Who knows, right? You know, you get a lot of that stuff. Lot, lots of family secrets. Right, true. On. Now, John, poor John, uh, he started off as a party boy, you know, he's like, ah, but then when they had the kids, he wanted to kind of settle down. John ended up finally leaving Joanna and took yeah. the kids. He's like, all right, I've had enough. Like, girl, you wilding out. We got kids. You out here. You're abandoning us. You're cheating. He moved away. When he moved away, that then left Dennehy alone mm-hmm. <laughs> and homeless. Yeah. He left her in 2009. Mm-hmm. And um, shortly after they left, I believe she did spend a few days in a local psychiatric hospital yep um she was diagnosed with a bunch of disorders mm-hmm. uh, like you said personality disorders yet um some of them antisocial personality disorder um psychopathic personality mm-hmm. disorder and um in one of the shows that i had watched they kind of specified that like personality disorders tend to know the difference between right and wrong yes i've seen that yeah. and i thought that was so interesting because unlike like a, a different mental health diagnosis where you are completely unaware of what you're doing people who have these personality disorders they are fully yeah. aware and they just don't care about the consequences exactly yeah she just wanted to do what she wanted to do and that was it just uh, wanted to live yeah. her life i guess and yeah okay so Short, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I, that was it. I was smiling at you because I, oh. I love you. Um, but then she also, 
They diagnosed that she had rage, uh, impulsive issues, violence, and anger. And she was prescribed medication to kind of try to regulate these mood swings. Yeah. Clearly it didn't work. Right. So eventually she moves into her own place. It was described as a bedsit. I'd never heard of a bedsit before, um, but it looked like it was just a, an apartment building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she moved into a bedsit um, and one of her female neighbors michelle um she kind of did a little testimony on one of these shows that i had watched and she said that she was actually quite pleasant to her they got Mm -hmm. along pretty well she said she was well spoken and she was great with children yep she said she was very respectful she had no issues with her and Mm -hmm. so that was the first time when i seen that clip that was the first thing that kind of made me think joanna has issues with men it seems that way for sure women and children are safe it is men who she has an issue with yeah so actually speaking of that then they had another uh neighbor called named john chapman who also lived in the same uh, building he was a war veteran his entire mood michelle reported would change whenever joanna came around usually he was pleasant and upbeat but whenever joanna would come around this war veteran would become extremely terrified like he even reported like yo i'm scared she says she's going to get rid of me i need some help but the other neighbors kind of like it's okay she's nice and i even seen one clip michelle was like well we gave him our numbers like if anything happens give us a call right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah about that but Um, it didn't work now she also at the same time she befriended her landlord uh kevin yeah lee was his name right Kevin Lee was mm-hmm. the landlord. He was the manager of the home. Um, and he eventually hired her to be a rent collector. She was a well, thug. She was yeah. a hired thug. He had some people he wanted to evict and was scared. Yep. And he called Big Joe. He didn't have the, the balls to deal with it. So right. he hired uh, Joe, Joe D to come on and use her um, aggressiveness. <laughs> Right. Her her aggressive nature towards other um, tenants to Mm -hmm. get what what he needed. So hired her to be a rent collector, evict people, kind of handled all the dirty work that he kind of didn't want to do or, you know, to handle the tough stuff. Now, it is worth mentioning that Kevin at this point is a married man with three children. And his wife's name is Christina. Oh, such a beautiful name. Mm. <laughs> and and this man, of course, he hires this thug, Big Joe, yeah. and falls for her. So then they begin having a sexual relationship because that's a great idea, Kevin. So strange. So he is even this Kevin dude's even telling his wife about Joanna. He's saying, like, I hired her as a rent collector. She's kind of like she's tough. She's like, you know, she's able to get stuff done. Um and he somehow just became infatuated with that. Yep. I'm not sure how, how that happened. But she started living rent free. In two properties. She had two places. <sighs> rent free. Men. Now, during their affair, he ends, she ends up telling him that her father abused her. And that he spent some years, I mean, eight years in prison yeah. for like sexually abusing her. Yeah. And now, of course, he did no time in prison for that. But back to what you said earlier. Even though, because even the guy who was doing the in the video clip, he's like, "Well, that was proven not to be true." How? How did you prove that her her father didn't sexually molest this girl? Yeah, um, I think she had even told Kevin though that she had killed him. killed him. Yeah, yeah. Like we, it's we like know that part's not true, right? Absolutely. But, yeah. Wh- how do we know what type of 
type of abuse she may or may not have endured. Yep. We don't know that. And she also told Kevin at the time that she killed uh, other people, but she had never got caught. Now that I found interesting. I'm like, I don't, I don't believe it, but she was so crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she was just a, a pathological, pathological liar at that mm-hmm. point. And she just got off on thinking about it. Maybe she was planting those seeds in her head. Like, I love thinking about killing people. And she was Do that just, with the mic again. Ah. <laughs> and then, um. <laughs> We're going to get canceled. <laughs> YouTube's going to be like, this is against. This is but too much, For ladies. anyone that's listening, I used Shit. the microphone as a device. Um, Goddamn digits scared my me mouth. again. Digi came in. Uh, my cat. <laughs> so now, fast forwarding, if I can pay attention, because Digit's here. I love Digit, but she doesn't love me. It's like my father. We're, um, work, we're working on it. Yeah. So then she ends up meeting 31-year-old Lukas Labozinski from Poland. Yeah. Right? Yep. He had moved to England from Poland. Um, he had lived there for a few years at this point. He met Danahy, mm-hmm. and they started texting. Yeah. Not calling, but texting. Damn generation. Um, and they they met in March of 2015. Uh, apparently the exact day was March 19th of 2015. He visited her at her it was place. 2013. 2013? Was it 15? Really? I don't know. Okay, keep going. You're probably right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 15. 15. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could double check. No, no. no let's, let's, let's stick with it. We're confident. She's 2015. Touching, she's touching my hand. I am touching her. Okay. So, um... <clears throat> can get me all flustered <laughs> started texting uh they met in march of either 2013 or 2015 i think it's 15 <laughs> and they and he was never seen again after that visit so mm-hmm. what they're thinking happened is she lured him in with some type of promise of a vavoom type of time our girl know how to work and, the goods right that's true she she knows i mean it doesn't take a whole lot very true <laughs> men are the ease oh my god this is i hope this doesn't cost us fans but no. it's it's fairly easy to seduce a man like if i bat my eyelash and flip my hair the right angle ugh. Yeah, not all, of course, but a very large. So it it doesn't surprise me that it was so easy for her to text him like, "Come get it." Yeah, and he was like on my way. Right. <laughs> no, exactly. All you could do is like show a little cleavage, and I know this is gonna make us sound very, very toxic, but it's like, it's how it is. Is <laughs> I don't work the game, but exactly. I know if I don't I either. need to. You know, it's there. It's not hard. Yeah. Like, I, I'm also one of those ones, like, I don't know, I don't work it, but I, I see sometimes if, like, on an accident, like, if I flip my hair and a guy's like, I'm like, oh, damn, that would be right. easy. Jeez, right. bro. It's my like, hair was just in my mouth. Damn, if I was into you, like, <laughs> right. could, could have something on there, but, like, So back to poor little Lukey. Um, oh, yeah. okay, so Lucas goes to the house. She stabs him once through the chest. No hesitation. With yeah. so much force killing this man instantly. It's like. What type of rage was in that arm just once? Just killed killed him him almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So then she puts his body in a trash bin. Now, what was absolutely disgusting? She shows the body to a 14-year-old girl. Ridiculous. Like, look what I did. Yeah, she was kind of bragging about it. Like, look, girl. And I feel like she, in a sense, because she had so much rage and and just disdain towards Mm -hmm. men, I feel like she was trying to possibly recruit this young girl. Like, look, girl. Mm -hmm. Look what I did. This, this could, could be, be you. you. <laughs> Jinx! <laughs> exactly. So she's bragging oh. about it, right? 
Now, how can she dispose of this heavy body? She does have a lot of rage and anger in her, but at the end of the day, she still is a smaller woman with physical restraints. She calls up Big Gary Stretch to help her. Gary Stretch. Big Gary. Now, Gary is 7'2". Probably like 300 pounds, I want to say. Like, they didn't say his size, but I was looking at him. He was a big Yeah, he was a huge, huge dude. Um, Didn't play any games. He... um, was recruited by Dennehy to help in disposing of this body of Lucas. So mm-hmm. they were um, both on parole at the time, mm. but she used him, just used him as he needed. And uh, Gary, I think he also became infatuated. Like he would Absolutely. have done anything for her. Yeah. they He Absolutely. would have ran to the ends of the, the earth yeah for this chick. Now she's um, very manipulative. She controls most relationships in her, all relationships in her life especially those with men apparently i had written a note for myself i said targeted men that had dull and boring lives question mark (laughs) that would be true because she targeted older men who probably were just like everybody else is gone what do i do now right just living my day to day and here she comes with her like crazy knife and her beanie hat and she's like and his face uh, she had a tartu a tartu tartu she had a tartu star uh right here on her cheek you're probably like, that's different. Wow. Right. This girl is exciting. This is more than Miss Esther has provided me in years. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I assume Esther is a name over there in London for older sure. women. I don't know. Yeah. Um, now, she, of course, had no feelings for Gary, but she was really good at manipulation and kind of making him be her puppet. So she got whatever she needed from him. So Gary ended up dumping Lucas's body in a ditch. And after she ended up seeing how easy it was to get with that, get away with that murder, she was pretty confident. So she goes on back to the poor neighbor, 56-year-old John Chapman. Remember the one we talked about with Michelle earlier, who's terrified of her. Her hate for him started when he accidentally walked in on her in their shared bathroom. Yes. It was an accident. And I believe this was 2013 because now for, for John, I have it listed as 2013. So... I Definitely didn't right. go back in time. I was right, Gus. God dang, Christina. But she's down. usually the one who's really good at detail. So that's why I was just like, maybe I am wrong. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I, I messed up there. So yeah, 2013. One for Tasha. Is, yes, absolutely. Keep a little tally up here at some point. Maybe. One out of 85. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, we don't keep score. We're just, right. we're just friends. We're just friends who friends love each other. Yeah. Um, so now on March 29th, 2019, March 29th, 2013. Oh, my Lord. Now I got 2019. Girl, whatever. Y'all listen. It was listen. a great year. Y'all research 13, 19. We're going to use them interchangeably. Y'all know, y'all come here for chaos. You know, same diff with us. Right. You come here for utter chaos. So don't expect us to be structured now. <laughs> now, Joanna ends up attacking this man. Now, it's not clear if whether he was asleep or he was in a drunken stupor. Uh, it's, right. It seems like poor John probably was, he was an alcoholic. Yeah. She goes on to stab him once in the neck. Mm-hmm. severing his carotid artery and then five times in the chest puncturing his heart so mm-hmm. now we're keeping track the first victim she only stabbed once now our girl has gone up to six times for the second victim yeah her rage is just increasing she is out for blood she um like as you said she punctured his heart she also broke his chest bone so mm-hmm. she she was breaking bones she was just going at it with everything she had and it's disgusting described as a, a stabbing type of killing is a uh, up close and personal you mm-hmm, know it's mm-hmm. someone that's out for bloodlust uh whereas 
typically, as we've investigated a lot of oh, women serial killers, <laughs> little hats on us, little yeah, um, yeah, Oh, they, women tend to use like poison. poison. Yeah. 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 She used a more quote unquote masculine mm-hmm. uh, method of killing. So she's different. She is. And it was said that she had to be the boss. And so in her mind, being the boss was her being male. So she wanted to show men that she was the one that was in control and they were weak. She would actually charm the men in her life and then quickly switch her character she was extremely masculine but she was feminine when she needed to be she knew how to use it yeah she could whip it out when she needed and then just turn right turn on you quick and it's so quick so sidebar i actually i related to this story more than i thought i would um it depends on who you ask i would be described as being masculine right now that comes from some trauma in my childhood because of men so I learned quickly how to be very manipulative. I told you guys I was into some sick experiments. I called them with animals. So when I read stories like this, if I had not had that hand in my life, mainly my mother and also educators who were just like, you too smart to be so goddamn wild. Like, let's hone this in and get this baby into some other things. And I, thankfully, I found theater, which is where Christine and I fell in love as well. Theater in college. Um, it's true. So it's just like I related so much to this woman because she sees men as a threat. She didn't like them. She, her her fear turned into hate and disgust for these men. Mm-hmm. And then she learned how to quickly manipulate them and she could move and maneuver through her masculine and feminine energy so easily. Yeah. And I find that being myself. Give it, I don't want to give away too many of my secrets to my hoes out there, but it's like I find. I find myself relating to this freaking serial or spirit, spirit, a spree killing woman, spree killer, spree killer yeah. woman. But anyway, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, she could have used a lot of she could have used a figure in her life like that to kind of help her hone her her urges, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, would would it have come out anyway? Who knows, right? Right. But I, I really feel like she could have benefited from like some type of a mentor to help her yeah. with something. Even just like getting into therapy. Exactly. Something. Like the mentors in my life literally saved my life because I was going down a dark path. And once you realize how much you have hate for a group and again innocent people because of some trauma in your past that you have not addressed it's so easy to kind of see them then as not human and you take that rage and that anger out on these unsuspecting innocent people so i'm not i'm not saying what she did was right but i get it yes considering her her life and and possibly her father maybe really did molest her we don't know right we don't know that for sure at at this point what is it a he said she said type of thing like and that rage came from somewhere right everyone always is just like even me like my family would always laugh like tasha's always angry but no one stopped to ask why was tasha angry right we all knew it but we pretended it it didn't happen what are tasha's triggers exactly what makes her angry but y'all, this will happen. We don't have a structure show. Y'all, I get to talking too much. Y'all, y'all in my business. Y'all nosy. All right, let's go back to the story. <laughs> nosy, get out of my business. Well, I'm just. I was like, if we, if we had, if we had children, they'd be so healthy and healed. Oh my God, so healed, so healed. But I don't know if that'll happen in my lifetime. Well, any single man looking to have a child, um, hit me up at what the blood. I'm just kidding. 2020 at gmail.com. <laughs> totally kidding, guys. Back to the story. I'll be now, a woman. 
Yes, you'll be my baby godmama. Um, so now back to the, oh, to yeah. Joanna. Mm-hmm. So she then, after she's killed, poor neighbor, Kevin? John. John. Who I'm mixing names. Esther. She's after she killed poor Chad. poor John. She now turns her attention to Kevin Lee, the landlord. The same or no, not the same day. The next day. Yes, the very the next, day. next day. Yep. Yeah. Now, Kevin usually has a routine, although during this structured routine, he's cheating on his wife. His wife knows exactly when he's going to come home, like what he's doing for the day. He did not come home. She's calling, blowing his phone up. It's going straight to voicemail. That is mm-hmm. unlike Kevin. So now she's freaking out. Right. Because she had Kevin had already let her know Joanna had threatened him days before. So now Joanne, the wife, Christina, yeah. knows something is up. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, it's yeah. Kevin is a a weird one. He's been talking to his wife about Joanne, as you said, as Natasha said. Um, he told his wife that Joanne had said she's been feeling like she wants to kill again. Mm-hmm. Lol. Like, huh? Um. So yeah, Christina is a smart lady. She um, not not me, but Kevin's wife, Christina. Um, she's smart. Christina <laughs> tried tracing. Kevin got his uh, business partner Paul on the phone. Big Polly D. Yeah, Polly, 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 Paul Creed. I'm calling him Polly D. Okay, Polly D. Oh, we got Polly, Polly <laughs> D. On the line, and got Paul to go through his phone records. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what she did was she asked for a list of empty properties that were vacant at the time, and then they just started going to each one. Like she just took matters into her own hands and she started investigating. Mm -hmm. She knew what to look for, started looking through empty properties. Um, She saw that one house that they had looked at had the lights off, but then when they circled back around, the lights were on. Mm. So she knew like someone's in there. Obviously, of course Um, she called the police, gave them permission to break down the door. And when the police came in, they noticed that there was a strong smell of bleach and there was blood on the floor. So obviously she didn't do a very good job of cleaning up. Um, just the smell of bleach and there was still some blood right. on the floor. So, yeah, exactly. Like um, Natasha mentioned earlier, she was very much a spree killer. Like mm-hmm. you think of serial killers, like they can kill someone and they go back to a normal life. Yeah. You know, they not our go girl. back to their wife and kids and being a Boy Scout leader, you know, and doing all that shit. And then years later, maybe they do another couple mm-hmm. and then they wait another few years she there was no going back to that for her after she tasted blood she was obsessed with it she had to keep going yeah so um finally she's got she's got two bodies on her hands at this point she's got uh john and kevin Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. then she gets her her bff at this point gary stretch and another guy named leslie layton um she has now recruited two helpers and they disposed of the last two bodies mm-hmm. now poor kevin she actually ends up dressing him in women's clothing and leaving him in a humiliating position with his butt exposed mm-hmm. so she was all about again dominating and humiliating any man in her life and i just i found that interesting that poor guy like you'd already killed him and then you dress him in women's clothing she really hated me she didn't want any dignity to be there at all yep yeah She's like, it's enough that I, I killed him instantly. Like, let's dress him up and throw him in a conspicuous position. You know, yeah. inconspicuous, whatever. I don't know words. Hey, listen, so, they know. They know what you mean. Yeah. Now, the police end up, of course, using Joanna's phone number um, to kind of track her down. Right. Like, I've, I've, 
I read that briefly. Mm-hmm. I didn't even listen to it in the, yeah. the video clip. So they end up finding her. Uh, they're, well, they're put, not finding her yet. I'm sorry. They put pieces together and they're, they realize like, all right, this is who our killer is. Right. So then when they pull in Leslie Layton, who helped to dispose of the two bodies that day, this man starts singing instantly. He telling them about stretch. He telling them about Joanna. He telling them where they mama stay. Like he like, stretch. I'm giving y'all every anything you want. I'm telling you all information too. I'm even gonna tell y'all the direction I think they running toward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said that they were on the run. Gave everything, and he was described as uh, one of the investigators as being spineless. Like yeah. he just. <laughs> Totally. They sat him down and he was like, listen, I'm gonna tell you everything you want to know. And they were like, damn, it's that easy. Like, okay, Leslie, you gotta be careful who you bring in to do crime with. Because if they're spineless, (laughs) like they gonna rat you out immediately. They care about no one but themselves. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta be careful with that. Spineless is a good word. I like that word too. Me too. And so uh, saved in my phone for a few people. (laughs) Oh, damn. That's the name. A story for another day. Mm-hmm. So Big Gary and Big Joe, they end up heading to Norfolk and they robbed a, ho- a house and then they headed to Harryford. Uh, Hereford. They say it weird in London. Hereford. 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 I'm not sure. Um, t- to sell the items that they that they stole from Norfolk to, Norfolk, Norfolk yeah. to fund their getaway, right? Now, yeah. they pick up along the way a homie called Big Lloyd to join them. Uh, Mark Lloyd. <laughs> and helping to sell the stolen property. Now, at this time, four days have gone by, and Joanna wants to kill again. Yeah. So on April 2nd, 2013, we're going back to 2013 again here, yeah. Joanna enters a small shop in Hereford, and she's caught on camera pointing aggressively at the cashier and going off, right? Mm-hmm. She thankfully doesn't kill this man, but now she's drinking, smoking, riding around. They see another man walking his dog in daylight. It's, it's bright outside. It's broad daylight outside. She tells Stretch, hey, yo, pull over. I want to kill him. Mm-hmm. She runs up behind Robert, a 63-year-old retired fireman, and stabs him in the back, telling him, as, she, as she's stabbing him, I'm going to kill you. I want to hurt you. She's stabbing and stabbing a five-inch knife into this man repeatedly. Yeah. It was a ridiculous amount yeah. of number of stabbings mm-hmm. yeah but the five inch knife could you imagine that you're just walking your dog in daylight and someone runs up behind you and just starts stabbing you right yeah. so joe gets in the car and takes a selfie of herself yeah. immediately after what she thinks killing this man 10 minutes after yeah she's just taking selfies and um just driving around again she finds a second person walking there also walking their dog i believe mm-hmm. and um finds a second victim named john rogers um he is stabbed by her more than 30, 30 times, times. Yeah. and she starts licking the blood off the knife and the the victim's like what the fuck's happening yeah he has no idea what the hell's going on so she then calmly walked back to the car with this dude's dog stole his dog. Stole dog. This heifer stole the dog. <laughs> right. It's like, come on. Let let me. Anyway, that's another conversation for another day. But yeah, she calmly walks back to the car with the dog. Um, the, the parked car. There's another car driving by. She calmly waves at him. She's hey like, y'all. Just gets in the car. Just and me with my dog again. Yep. Luckily, both of these people that were stabbed in daylight did survive absolutely that's the one good thing that happened um so now the police end up quartering a speed uh, jumping ahead they corner joanna and stretch as they're trying to negotiate stolen property joanna is arrested on the spot stretch and his friend hop in the car and they take off and they take the cops on about a 20 mile um 
getaway drive yeah. <laughs> high speed chase now stretch big ass decides to remember i told you he's seven two <laughs> he is not a fit dude either <laughs> at all this man decides it's a good idea after this 20 mile run or not run 20 mile car chase i'm gonna hop out and i'm gonna run i'm gonna run away from the cops this man take a few steps i imagine he's like (laughs) you got me he like stops and turns like ah you got me you're arresting me joe and i would have been the next bonnie and clyde (laughs) okay toots yeah sure yeah so they're all caught stop the whole spree (laughs) the spree is caught right in its tracks and the pre-trial hearing is set for november 18th i'm guessing of that same year and um apparently she just showed her ass during the whole court Mm -hmm. um proceeding she just laughed the whole time um didn't care about anything that was happening and chose to plead guilty yep she just pled guilty and she surprised her defense team when she pled guilty they were like wait your honor can we talk to her for a second can we debrief right and she's like nah i don't i I said what i said like that's it i want to plead guilty yeah now most serial killers will try to hide behind the legal system and go to trial but joanna was reported as saying she didn't want to be controlled by anyone the courts her her attorneys the police anybody she is in full control and she will not let them determine her fate Right. Yeah. I don't think she even wanted to be in a situation where she had to wait for someone to determine her fate. Absolutely. Like she was ready to just be like, I'm guilty. Just like send me there. Exactly. I don't care. Um, Kevin's wife, Christina, Mm -hmm. um, she was there in court, but she did not go in the room because she said that she did not want that thing to grace her face. I know that's right. She does not get to see this face. She didn't even show us her face in video. Yeah. She all of the pictures, her face is blurred out. Mm-hmm. Um, her interviews, the whole room is blacked out. You cannot see her face. So that's she's she's a smart lady. She's yeah. like the only smart person in this whole situation. Exactly. Um, but Gary Stretch, of course, claims that he was manipulated into right. doing these things. Poor it's Gary. like, yeah, she probably showed a tit, and then you were willing to do anything. So anything. yeah, sure. Um, finally, February twenty eighth of twenty. 14 correct um there we go we got our date <laughs> that one's right give me some girl <laughs> <laughs> um she was sentenced to a whole life term and will never be released so she is the first woman in england to receive this sentence in a courtroom mm-hmm. and leslie layton got 14, 14. Years. and gary stretch big stretch got two life sentences absolutely insane yep you think about how he didn't actually kill anyone Mm -mm. he just helped and he got two life sentences and then joanne got one life sentence right very interesting the court system is still harsher towards men even though joanna was clearly the mastermind like gary true he drove around helped to dispose of the bodies but even if she didn't have gary she would have gone on to kill people she just would have left the bodies wherever she left them yeah she wouldn't have tried to dispose of them yeah so in jail, uh, they said she tried to escape twice. Now one time, right? Was it twice? Or was it oh. twice? Ooh, I, I didn't hear this. Oh, one time she planned to chop off the fingers of a prison guard and use them on the keypad. <laughs> I was like, Joe. She was watching too many movies. <laughs> right? She's like, I'm going to chop off his hand. I'm going to steal it and I'm going to use it on the pad and I'm going to run out the door. Like the woman even in jail is trying to find a way to kill a man for her own benefit. 
Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. And then I had also, um, there was a, a, a journalist that had visited her, like mm. took an interest in her. His name is Christopher Barry D or something like that. Mm. And um, Barry D. He, <laughs> he started corresponding with her via letters. Yeah. And he said um, she wrote well, she had good grammar, etc. Mm-hmm. Eventually he went and saw her and he said that she was like trying to get into his head and manipulate him. Mm-hmm. And when he visited her, she said to him, Christopher killing you would be good for me. Yeah. He explained if given the chance, he believed that she would 100% kill him. Definitely. So she's still up to her, her shit. And that was in um, 2015. So that was just a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, That was 2015. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So the thing is with her, um, because I I did see in one of the documentaries where they were like, one woman's like, I would describe her as a spree killer. And I completely agree as well. Like she's, of course, we can classify her as a serial killer because she's killed more than one or is it two? More than two, I I think think is three. Is it more? Is it three or more is when you're considered serial? I think so. Okay. So she's killed three or more. Um, She successfully killed three that we know of and attempted to. So by definition, yes, she is a serial killer, but I would classify her as a spree killer because she didn't get enough time to kind of go on and try to live a normal life and then pick right back up. Like Christina said earlier, she was just, let's keep going. It makes me wonder like, how is she in prison? Is she in isolation? I would imagine she's good because she's in a women's prison. Oh, so she's going to be hostile and aggressive with the male guards. Sure. But the women, she's like, hey, girl, how are your kids? Right. That's Another true. Day in paradise. She's probably like, let's share cupcake recipes. Right. And then like, yeah, I, I forgot about the woman thing. Yeah. And how you, you're only with the same sex. Yep. In, and even when she was in booking, like right immediately after they had convicted her, I remember seeing a clip of her and the woman the clerk is just like, well, you're being charged on murder, attempted murder. She's like, murder, attempt. that's like Sunday pop rose. Right. <laughs> right, girlfriend? Like, she's like kicking back, having a kiki with all women. But whenever mm-hmm. she sees men, something flips in her mind. God, dead. Yeah. Awesome dead. So it's just like, where did this hate for men come from? Did she really lie about her father molesting her? Did something else happen that her family passed traumatically that her family tried to cover up? And that's why she went on to hate her mother and her her father and didn't speak to her sister anymore, who she had a very close relationship growing up to. Yeah. I wonder what her sister's up to. Yeah. Me too. We should maybe look her up. Hiding, maybe maybe just has maybe she's married, has a different name and just doesn't associate with it. Who knows? Right. Yeah. So that was our story on Joanne Dennehy. It was. Um, now I do have a question for Ooh, Natasha. I got an um, answer. Okay. Ooh. It is not coffee in this cup, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's say you are dating someone. Okay. Happens often. Mm-hmm. You've been, you've been together. You. This person ticks off all your boxes. Okay. And then some. Mm. Like everything you've been together for a couple of years now morgan freeman okay keep going i'm listening i'm pitching her <laughs> comes comes up hello natasha oh god you know. there it is <laughs> oh something's been awakened in me and <laughs> so a couple of years into the relationship you're living together he comes home from a hard day of making a million dollars a year mm. and um you know he says oh something's going on like inside of me i have this strange urge 
to kill people. Wow. That was a big wow. Would you <laughs> react to that the way I just did? <laughs> wow. Wouldn't that it comes out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And now I'm thinking about like John Trainer's uh-huh, uh-huh, situation uh-huh. where of course he knew that she was a little wonky. Right, 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 right. right. They had wild days together. He was ready to sell that. It's a little different, but what if someone was like suppressing that for a long time and they feel comfortable enough with you to be like, mm. I have these strange urges to kill people. And you know what? So what's terrifying is that I could see this actually happening because I am that safe space for a lot of people in my life because I'm the one person who's seen the worst of the worst that mankind has to offer. So people can come to me and confide in me about anything and there will be no judgment. I am that safe space. Um, So I could see that actually happening. Now, how would I react to that? If this is the man who checks off all of my boxes, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, this is going to sound damn Christine. I'm about to incriminate myself. If he had the urge to kill women or children, I'm going to be smart enough to smile in your face and be like, oh, my God, I understand. Let's see if we can get you some help. I'm going to call the cops immediately because we got to get you some help. This is not okay. Now, if he tells me I want to harm men, mostly men who are doing harm. Okay, Dexter. Let me see if I can work with you and not be. Dexter it up. Yeah. Like as long as it's a safe. Oh, oh God, this sounds like such a shit. Why did you ask me this question? My I'm mind sorry. is so dark. Shit. I hope I don't lose fans. Our two fans. <laughs> Our whole 82 subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> I hope uh, two of you guys don't start or to hate me from this. maybe we'll get more. Hello? Maybe. Anyone I'm just, out there? Anyone out there? Um, I'm just going to live in my truth. If it was kind of like a Dexter type of situation and we could find a way for him to, I guess, help these urges by taking out by being a vigilante yeah i might still stay with them dating is extremely difficult so if i find a man it's hard to find a good one okay? <laughs> right if i find a man that i actually like because that's my biggest issue i can't find men that i like i just don't find them interesting so it's like if i find one who checks off all my boxes and i want to spend the rest of my life with him which i've never found that to be true i might be willing to help him become dexter work with it yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get out there and get my hands dirty because I got to be smart about this. So if you do get caught, I'm going to be like, I had no idea. Oh, my God. What? Like Primrose. Yes. Like <laughs> Harold Shipman's wife. I'm be like, and you'll what? get And you'll get his retirement. Yeah. I'm going to show up in all black like I don't know why he did it. Like, even though I helped you put the plastic down. So, damn, that's deep. What would you do? Um, I, I, I do believe that. I would probably try my best to like get them help, like get them into therapy. She's do such all a, the an adult. That they should do, you know, and try to understand. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe they were just having a bad week, yeah. you know, because I've had bad times where I'm like, I swear to God, I could just stab someone right now, you know, like you oh, have absolutely. those. You have those days absolutely. where you're just like, I could just, I, mm hmm. Well, we probably that's probably shouldn't God, be as normal as it is it to out, us, right? but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I think maybe we're bringing to light a lot of things, a lot of dark things in people that they suppress. Yep. You know, we're not saying like everyone get out there and go wild. Yeah. Saying like it's, I think it happens. It's more normal than a lot of people think. Exactly. The more people are willing to acknowledge and actually admit, yeah, it's okay to have you know dark thoughts happen. It's just how you handle them. Absolutely. It's it's what it is. 
in for in my opinion but yeah i i think i would try to get them all the help that they they needed um but if it came down to it I really wouldn't want to get tangled up in that. Yeah. So maybe so I would healed. just like, no, I'm not. Maybe <laughs> I would like just like blackmail them into like giving me some money and then I forget that they existed. Then what if they try to come back and get you? Cause now you're leaving this guy who's on a road to becoming a serial killer or person. Let me be progressive. Now you're leaving this person on the road to be a serial killer and i just gave you you just extorted a bunch of money out of me no I, i'd be like I, I i tried to help you as much as i could i'd stay i'd stay for as long as i could and help not no not christina kill, yeah she's she's the responsible which i love that for you i'm so terrified that my first thought wasn't like let's just try to i guess use all the resources we have to try to truly get you help I I right away went to if it's women or children we're getting you help if it's men yeah what can we do wow I am clearly like Joanna but I'm glad that we talked this out because now I know I I mean it comes down to okay I would never blackmail anyone but it was a fun thought she's not but a gold I digger like, I, do. I like money and I like nice things but I'm not a gold digger I just gotta I believe her just gotta um, earn it, <laughs> it ourselves here God, I'm so sick of that. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, that was a really good question this week. I, it made me realize how sick I am. I do have to get out of here. I got to get to the gym. Um, but, oh, my God, y'all, this was this has been such a fun episode. I really do really like it. Cool. Yeah, I like this, this way of us just coming in here and just both knowing the story and having it more of a conversation. So we've been trying to be more structured, but I'm trying to, like, relinquish some control and be more, like, loosey-goosey, let's go with the flow. And this was actually really fun. So okay. thank you guys. That is the story of Joanna Dennehy. Yes. Go the serial on. killer yeah. who the only one of the very few female serial killers who actually likes to get up close and personal and kill her victims and not use poison, which yeah. is usually a, a man thing. So that's it, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Blood Sisters Podcast. That's right. Make sure to subscribe to our, our show um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube. Um, subscribe to the Clips channel. And we will keep making content for y'all. And we'll keep you updated on that ticky-tocky. Ticky-tocky. Since a lot of you guys got ADD and can only keep your attention for 20 seconds. So. We'll do that too. Yeah, All right, y'all. Scrolling through TikTok. Right. <laughs> Stay weird out there, guys. Peace. Bye.